from the abundance of honeybees, wasps, hornets, and those weird, thick carpenter bees, there seemed to be plenty. It was, uh, they were something to deal with, like it or not. When we played or hung out outside, these nests and hives sometimes appeared in uncomfortable places like attics and in neighborhood backyard trees. On some occasions, they had to be removed. We all inevitably got stung at least once, were chased by bees or bugged by them while playing in the woods or even near a backyard flower garden. They often bothered us while we were swimming in the pool at a barbecue picnic or a schoolyard. If you did get stung by a bee, it hurt like hell, but we put mud on it to soothe it, which is likely something that might outrage some of today's modern parents. Or we put medicine and we surprisingly lived through it. Dealing with bees was an accepted part of life. We knew there were many good things they did for us. Bees were part of the pollination process, uh, propellus and pollen were antiseptics, they made delicious honey, and they were seen as a vital part of the natural world. In the last few years, we've all heard stories about how many bees seem to be dying out. Scientists rightly point out that if the bees die, food production and growth will suffer, and if they go, inevitably, so will we. There are theories about how and why the bees seem to be disappearing. They range from cell phone and Wi-Fi signals potentially disrupting their navigation systems to dangerous pesticides used in farming. Pesticides can be a help in stopping the ravages of pests, but the inevitable side effects to human and animals have already been extremely costly. Science, of course, assists us in many, many positive and productive ways, but can sometimes be a detriment as well. There are times when the methods used for the noble cause and progress are truly questionable and create a backlash. The stories of Frankenstein's monster and theoretical ancient civilizations like Atlantis succumbing to the collapse from overuse of scientific advancement could be viewed as lessons from a past society's mistakes or warning about our own potential future. As I continually remind my readers, all events in our world have many layers of meaning and purpose. We create our reality, both individually and in mass, and the potential loss of the bees has significant meaning and origins connected to our present situation in the world. If we look at what the bee represents spiritually, archetypally, and energetically, we can see a pattern emerging. In the Druid tradition, the bee represents community, celebration, and organization. Human beings come together to celebrate every six weeks or so in the Druid tradition. However impossible this can sometimes seem, we're meant to come together in community. Celebrations in Celtic traditions often include the enjoyment of a glass or two of mead, which is often made with honey. Concerts, block parties, church events, community theater productions, amusement parks, and family gatherings are just some of the many things that human beings naturally need to be, do and be a part of. B reminds us that we can work together in community in spite of our differences. We naturally refer to a positive work environment, group projects, parades, and theater groups, and similar things as hives of activity. Like the bee, when everyone knows their role and is willing to work for the group cause, we can be like the happy, buzzing bees. We can feel a sense of purpose and be part of something and accomplish significant tasks. The difficult aspects of the bee, while minimal, are also of note. Some bees can be aggressive. Getting stung is not fun, 
and in extreme cases can be deadly. A bee may bother us or even sting us precisely to prod us into action. If we're becoming lazy or too dormant, some English folk healers even use bee things therapeutically to cure lung issues and asthma. An imbalance in our bee energy can be a feeling of not belonging, not feeling accepted as part of a community or a family, and even not having a sense of purpose. Being organized, efficient, and productive is its own reward. And the bee or issues with bees may be reminding us to develop these attributes in ourselves. The last decade or so, and even more notably in the past few years, we've moved into an angry battle with immigration and moving people. Sentiment like, they don't belong here, and they're taking our jobs. Even more extreme beliefs like, we don't want so many of those races here in our communities, are sadly abundant. The taking of political sides in such extreme ways has been heightened from the left suggesting we do almost nothing to regulate it, to some on the right being outright cruel. Social media is littered with extreme right and left ideologies about a host of different subjects that often not only state opinions, but angrily suggest that if anyone thinks differently, they are wrong or stupid. People religiously cling to their correct camps of beliefs and shut down family members, friends, and anyone who doesn't rightly think like me. One of 2020's unfortunate aspects so far has been COVID-19. It has created social distancing, forced quarantine, and people arguing about the right and wrong of it. People fear each other more than ever. This is summed up bizarrely on signs and messages suggesting be smart, stay apart. The normal comforts of celebration and mixing with others have largely been removed from much of the populace. Face mask shaming on both sides is rampant. Cries of you're trampling my rights and nefarious nefarious forces are at work are are hard to miss. Sometimes smugness, a lack of empathy, and even cruelty toward those who disagree are sadly heightened. Examples of fear and even cruelty toward those who disagree are all around us. More than ever, a righteous idealism of how people should be has diminished our humanity, celebration of diversity of thought, and simple cordiality. Many people are simply addicted to being angry. Like it or not, love and hate both make us feel alive. It's a choice. Thankfully, the landscape isn't completely toxic without hope. Crisis does have a way of also bringing out the best in us, too. This year, people have come together to help many of those in profound ways. Examples of chefs cooking food for those under extreme stress in the medical world, the elderly and the poor are abundant. Heightened awareness of the needs of all races to be treated fairly and equally has emerged. Doctors and nurses and others in the medical world are being deservedly praised for their sacrifices and hard work. Invention, creativity have blossomed as we find new ways to solve problems. Tremendous innovation in working at home, online meetings, the reemergence of drive-in movie theaters, and concerts remind us of our ability to collectively and creatively solve problems. It could be said that we had to collectively create a reason to inevitably and hopefully once again value community, celebration, organization, and coming together in harmony. 
sometimes losing the things of real value can remind us of how truly important the things we lost actually were. We all have a choice individually to make at this time. Do we continue on the current road of toxic, myopic perspectives and lack of respect for why others might think differently? Or do we become more understanding and inclusive? Do we focus more on what separates us or what unites us? Each individual that chooses love, acceptance of differences, and letting go of fear actually changes the world. Simply put, maybe everyone can be a little less mean to each other, and maybe we might even see a tangible solution to saving the bees. All right. So that is my column, and hopefully my internet is all still working here. I think we're I think we're running on course. Um, see a couple of people jumping in on the phone lines. Always appreciate um, calls, but I won't be taking live calls just because we started late. Don't have enough time to do that at this point. But I want to kind of elaborate a bit on the column and what I talked about here in, in some more detail. Uh, you know, there's so much of note in this. Um, you know, after having put this out, uh, you know, I, I just see this more and more. You know, one of the things that I'm noticing uh, now, especially in the last couple of months, and a lot of this you can tie to astrological conditions. There's a lot of retrograde planets right now this summer. Again, you got a lot of stuff moving through Capricorn. If you've caught some of the columns and added notes on the columns that I've written or even some previous broadcasts that I did, I've talked a bit about this, about the Capricorn energy, but good in for challenge. We won't say that. Um, so just in general, um, there is a hugely heightened element of fear in society at large. Uh, listen, fear has always been there. Uh, you know, they, I've talked about this in other shows as well. There are seven fears that human beings have. Um, most people have two of them, a primary and a secondary. Um, I'll run through those real quick. There's stubbornness. There is impatience. There's self-deprecation, there's arrogance, uh, there is uh, martyrdom, there is greed, and there is self-destruction. And they're all based on on, on different types of fears that human beings have. So most people, again, have one, have a secondary, um, you know, not getting political here, but what always sort of fascinates me about our current President Donald Trump is he has six of the seven fears. He's a martyr. Everyone's after me. He's arrogant, obviously. Um, <laughs> he's stubborn as can be, whether you like that or not. Uh, he's impatient. He gets irritated very easily, obviously. He's greedy. Um, he is uh, clearly self-destructive right now. He's making some very uh, bad decisions along the way. You know, the funny thing about Donald Trump that always makes me laugh is the only one that he's missing is self-deprecation, which is, um, a, you know, a fear of inadequacy and tends to show itself as humility in this positive pole and negative pole as abasement. Uh, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have very much humility. Maybe he can use a shred of uh, a little bit of that one. But uh, anyway, so I'm not getting political, just pointing out um, my perceptions of that. Um, listen, uh, fear is heightened. You know, people are, uh, you know, and, and a very great example of this the other day, uh, and this is something I probably will write about and talk about in more detail. I just want to touch upon it here so you guys are hearing this first. Um, you know, I was catching the news the other day, and I'm listening to a doctor explaining to the, uh, the news person that children are super spreaders, that even if they don't get sick, the potential that they have to spread the disease 
of COVID-19 is incredibly high. And they went into a great discussion about this. And all I'm thinking to myself as I'm listening to this is, um, can you imagine how small children are reading this? Um, I'm going to tie this into an astrological thing in a minute anyway. There's purpose to it. But from, from a child's perspective, to told that you are a carrier of illness and you could theoretically kill grandma and grandpa and take out mom and dad and destroy the rest of your family, whether you're verbalizing that to them or not, they're picking this up in your energy fields. They're picking it up on the news. They're hearing this. So whether true or not, um, again, to me, that is not even the debate. It is creating this thing that is going to affect children for a very, very, very long time um, in a very, very detrimental way. Um, I think a lot of young children now born during COVID-19, and again, with the strong Capricorn influence, I mean, the positive side, they'll be hardworking, sharp. Um, they'll be like little old men and little old women by the time they're like 23. You know, they'll all be like, in my day when I was a little kid, you know, we had COVID-19 and, you know, you know, so maybe there's a little good in that, in that way that it could potentially strengthen them. But, um, you know, uh, this is a tough landscape for a lot of people to deal with. And, and adding this burden to small children right now um, of feeling that level of responsibility, again, very Capricorn in tone about responsibilities, a lot for them to carry. Um, so, uh, you know, if you, if you catch past writings of things, when I say, Things like um, science, religion, and, and politics are the quote-unquote unholy trinity uh, of things in our society that can do wonderful, wonderful things. Don't get me wrong, all of them can, but they have trip-ups within them that are, are dangerous in that sense, uh, where things get carried too far. And this is an example to me of something that is getting carried too far, um, spouting this, the danger of illness of children and how dangerous they are. And like I said, it's just not good um, the effect that this is going to have uh, on kids. So my take on things and, and getting back to the point of this column and what I was writing about in the bees, we'll get to that just shortly, is I find that, you know, if you listen to, to, if you catch my writing on Facebook or you read my column or, you know, you will catch that I'm definitely an opinionated human being. I'm Sagittarius. How could I not be? Um, but I, I tend not to do the attack thing with people who might not understand or disagree. I don't really tend not to do it. I kind of don't do it. Um, I recognize, and trust me, I see things posted on Facebook from friends and people that make my head want to explode sometimes. Totally stupid. You know, from the extreme left to the extreme right, all nonsense. So much of it. Um, you know, George Soros is secretly behind everything wrong in this world and the, and the, uh, you know, the, the QAnon people and then the people flipping out and beating someone up in a store because they told you to wear a mask. I mean, talk about extremes of cuckoo land. You know what I mean? But I don't attack people for this because I know everyone has a different reason for why they may think that. Um, and, and it's not up to me to, to tell people what they should think. It's up to me to educate and hopefully enlighten and give people new ways of viewing things that can create more harmony in themselves and potentially in the world around us. You know, the whole, remember that as an American, American, you're listening, the whole point is of our country is to a large part is diversity and, and different races and sexualities and, and perceptions. And we, so we don't, we're not going to always agree. That is the point of it in that sense. So 
I, I find that kind of that was a reference to the B thing that I observed many years ago. Uh, you know, it's not something that I read somewhere. I mean, I just remember reading about the bees dying and immediately that making me think that this had something to do with the toxemia of not just the pesticides. Trust me, those are quite real physically in terms of, of negative influence. I'm, not, I'm not, in no way pretending in any sense that those are not quite real factors. But remember, this is very, very key. If, you, if you're truly understanding metaphysical ideas and philosophy, you understand in the larger picture there's multiple forces behind the creation of events individually and in mass and in this world, and, and part of them are tangible things, part of them are energetic things. Um, we'll use this as an example. Um, I live in Phoenix, and we are technically in the middle of the monsoon season. Uh, we don't have a monsoon season, apparently. Uh, we didn't have much of one last year, by the way. It's just hot. We're not really getting rain. Um, you know, we, 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 we laugh at, you know, other cultures, and we think, oh, look at these silly people doing rain dances to bring rain um, or, or doing other kind of voodoo measures to create rain. But we don't look at, you know, we, we think of science as sort of the highest evolution of that process of seeding clouds and, 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 and processing things that way. But we don't think of, you know, a dry landscape or a lack of rain as a result of parched emotions collectively. And, you know, that's an apt analogy. If you live in Phoenix, you will understand what I'm talking about. There, there are some good things going on here, but, you know, the lack of rain to me just correlates with something emotionally and energetic as well, too. And I, I think, well, we're just going to get a later monsoon season, and it might be shorter, but we're going to get one eventually, hopefully, um, because, I mean, you know, but it's hot, and, and we're not getting what we normally would get. And, again, just read that out energetically. Get away from the physicality of it, and that is something that I, you know, if you read, uh, if you if you catch the way that I write and the way that I talk, I'm always trying to get like my my listeners, my readers, and 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 in obviously much more depth one on one with clients when I work with them. I'm always kind of humorous to saying I'm always trying to get you guys to turn the dial of your psyche a little bit to the right or a little bit to the left, and and hear a different station that's playing side by side, meaning um, if you follow the official one-line development of consciousness that the world told you to think, you, there's some validity to that, of course, but you're missing all these other elements of how events and situations are brought about and, and manifest in our world in that respect. And, and that limits us greatly at multiple levels to do this. Um, that, that's the idea of, of expanding thought. Um, you know, a lot of people might not be able to ready to grasp this fully, but when I have illnesses, and I've had illnesses and difficulty, you know, uh, in my life, I'm not immune to it. Um, I recognize some part of me is creating it, you know, both from phys physical elements of diet and energy that way, but also unresolved emotional issues and block energy patterns and things that have been dormant and cooking in the body, and the body took it on. Um, I never see myself as a victim of something in that sense. And that, and that process, while maybe a little scary for some people to hear, um, gives you an opportunity actually to own, figure out what is going wrong there, readjust it, and then theoretically fix it. You know, there's some things you can't fix, but you can become peaceful about. Many things you can in that sense. And I think that 
taking that to the thing that we're talking about here about the bees, I want to go into a little bit more about that in a minute here, about the bees in general. Um, I believe that um, we can fix this, and we are in the process of that. I'm not hyper-cynical on uh, that, that entire process that we're sort of stuck with this going this way. I think that we, we will go through transformations. And I think that this very, very kind of elongated, ugly period in our history of how we are to each other will go through a process of change. Um, I think the things will brighten considerably in 2021 and 2022. Um, astrologically, as things move into Aquarius, there's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, and, and again, just from the astrology being Capricorn, this is no attack on Capricorn. Um, you know, sometimes we have to experience difficulty and limitation in order to grow and to learn. And Capricorn energy is about that. You know, I may have mentioned this on a previous show, and I want to say this again because it's just a funny little astrological tidbit of information. But, you know, every sign has something that it has to learn that is kind of its most difficult thing to eventually figure out. You know, for instance, Virgos have to learn to be tolerant of others. Libras have to learn to be decisive. Sagittarius have to learn restraint. You know, Tauruses have to learn detachment. Uh, Cancers have to learn discernment. You know, these are the things that each sign has that's sort of its biggest step. So Capricorns is to learn sociability. Uh, you know, it's not that Capricorns are antisocial by any means, but it's, uh, anyways, it's caught things I've talked about before, it, it generally doesn't come easy to Capricorns. Capricorns can become amazingly good at social expression, but they have to study and work on it heavily to get there. Again, it's not something that generally comes easy. Now, if you're Capricorn and you've got, you know, moon in Libra and sun in Sagittarius or Gemini or something like that, you might have a little bit more ease with getting there. But, and there are people that are Capricorns that are, that are famous celebrities that are noted for their social exchange. But again, without getting into the detail on that specifically, it is the test of learning sociability for, for Capricorn to have more ease and comfort with that process. Now, this is the interesting thing. You get all the astrology that's triggering a pandemic and other factors that have to do with this pandemic. And our whole kind of answer, so to speak, is social distancing. We've got to keep away from each other. That will solve this illness issue. So, again, I'm not getting into the right or wrong of it, any conspiracy theory stuff. I'm not getting into that, that stuff here. Um, I will talk more about that in, in, uh, in, in September, October column, about the conspiracy theories um, going around. Um, it's just an interesting thing that that's the Capricorn energy take on it. We, we have to social distance from each other. So what's funny about that, if you, if you want to find it funny, uh, is look at the whole energy of the bee itself and what it represents. Um, again, in the Druid tradition, all animals, all living beings reflect an archetype or an energy pattern behind what they are that is a reflection of human characteristics, again, often in exaggeration. Um, you know, if you're a person who is um, a dog lover, often you have um, a, a, a notable disposition toward loyalty. You know, um, uh, you know, these things aren't as crazy as they sound. When you begin to look at them and study, you begin to understand that animals reflect these qualities in exaggerated ways. So while the bee is an animal and it's an insect, it's a living thing. So like I mentioned, again, in this piece, 
know, the humorous part is, like I said, there was certainly no shortage of bees when I was a kid. Um, you know, we dealt with them. Um, you know, some people were allergic to them, and that's telling, by the way, when you understand the energy of what a bee represents. Um, and, and, you know, they, they had their value, and they were pain in the ass uh, <laughs> at many levels. You know, I got stung maybe twice uh, in my childhood. And uh, like I had mentioned before, like I said, I always thing was finding mud and putting mud on it. I mean, that would sort of soften the sting. And I just think, like, I wonder how many parents in this hyper-protective day and age would even consider putting mud on something. They'd see it as, as you know, make, infecting it more. Um, oh, another subject, uh, by the way, <laughs> about my whole approach to COVID-19. Anyway, it's been completely different, you know, and touch upon it real quick. You know, I made sure I get sun 15, 20 minutes um, about three times a week. I have acupuncture treatments twice a month. Um, I upped my apple cider vinegar intake. Um, I'm taking different herbs. Um, I never let been practical about this COVID-19 thing, but um, I have, honestly, I've never had fear of getting this illness. I, I, I don't see it the way other people see what's going down with this and what this is about. Um, I just simply don't see it that way. I, 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 I don't, um, I'm not a conspiracy theory thinking that this doesn't exist. It's real. It's killed people and it's caused some tremendous damage. But I just look at life differently. I think that, you know, none of us leave this world you know, for any real reason, unless some part of us is choosing to, um, for, for so many different reasons. I just do not believe in that level of victimization. So, um, no, I, I haven't really struggled with this as much as others have. I, and I've been practical. I, you know, I certainly haven't gotten a pool with 90 people, you know, either in the last couple of months. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not insane. I, I would do the same thing. I wouldn't walk into an office building if everyone was sneezing, blowing their nose and had the flu. I'd probably be like, you know, as much as I know I won't create this being around it enough, I might end up picking it up in some way and, and being sick for a couple of days. I don't want to do that either, you know. So getting back to the bee thing, um, you know, obviously the bee represents that, that part of us that, that can get together in a community and work together. And, and look up how much of that has been removed right now. Um, almost, almost all group activities have been, um, been, you know, chopped off in some respects. Uh, and and that's, that's tough. Um, human beings are, are, are social animals by nature. Uh, I had a couple of my, my Capricorn friends say, oh, this whole isolation thing hasn't bothered me one bit. <laughs> I had a few Virgos say that. Too. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me that much. Uh, you know, I'm all not that overly social to begin with. Uh, but, yeah, human beings are, are social animals. And a lot of this has been removed, never mind the, you know, the, the, the effects on the economy and various other things that are going on. So, yeah, like, you know, again, you know, when you hear a line like, you know, a productive hive of activity, um, you know, think again about a, a theater group putting together a project and what that means to the people involved in it and being part of something. Um, we still have some of that in some ways, but we've lost a lot of that in this process. So again, to me, much of this corresponds with the energy of, of the bee and, um, and, and, and why the bees seem to be dying out. Um, I'm not pointing out a metaphysical energetic pattern 
by the way, does not negate the physicality. They walk hand in hand with each other. Again, just something I'm going to endlessly keep yelling at people till I leave this planet <laughs> in that respect to get to understand this. We're not arguing that it isn't a Wi-Fi issue or more likely an issue with pesticides. Yeah, it probably has to do with pesticides, but it's more than that in that way. There's multiple layers of, of events in that sense, and it is. It's a real issue if the bees disappear. Now, I'm optimistic in that we're as difficult as these situations are. I think that, you know, when we have the potential to lose something, um, it can make us value it more. So as it reemerges um, in different ways over the next couple of years, and we get back to sporting events and concerts, and, and, and we will. Don't listen to all the doom and gloomers. All like, oh, this is the way it is now. We're never going to have concerts again. We're never going to go to sporting events. People will never get together. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Nonsense. We eventually will as this passes and, and, and as this progresses. Um, I did a radio show a couple months back about talking about pandemics and talking about the AIDS crisis and uh, similar correlations astrologically. Go back and check out that show. It's called uh, Story of Patrick, uh, Waves of Love, something along that lines. I think the exact title of the, of the radio show. And Go back and listen to that. You want to hear some of the discussion about how this was similar in some ways to the AIDS crisis back in 82, 83, 84, 85. Um, where people were afraid each other, afraid of each other, and, and didn't want to have physical contact, and were terrified about it. Uh, listen, we're, we live in a society where you know, AIDS isn't gone. I don't think COVID-19 is going to disappear either. But um, less people die of it, and and people got found ways to be intimate again. And and you know, after the initial fear and extreme reactions that were you know in play back at that time. So I'm optimistic in that sense about where this will inevitably take us. It's just taking forever, you know, in my opinion. But then, of course, one of my uh, mild or thank God um, chief negative features of fears is impatience. So everyone who's impatient is like, when does this end already? <laughs> you know, I'm tired of this. You know, the stupidity, I need it to be done. But again, you know, the whole dynamic of, of what the bee represents is really significant for us at, at, at multiple levels. We do need to feel like we're part of something larger and that we belong. Um, you know, think about this in terms of, of gang activity as a general rule of thumb. You know, for many um, gang members um, that, that, that pop up in, in, in different cities and different places, um, it is obviously good groupings connected with that, but I'm talking about the more darker elements of, of gang activity. Often there is wounded family energy where children don't have uh, feel part of that or don't have a family at all or don't feel accepted or loved within the family. And so they're seeking out a gang where there may be violence and, and difficulty connected with it may, but um, that need to be part of something and accepted in that way to feel a sense of purpose um, allows that to play itself out for many people. Again, as dark as we may see some of those, those elements for, for people that that feels like, again, being part of something, which is that be part of us in that way that, um, that, that needs to be, you know, again, part of a, a larger configuration at different points in our lives. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my parents um, had a, a, a block. Well, my parents, it was a block party 
and we weren't able to go to the block party. <clears throat> Long story, give a short version of it. Uh, my mother was a little on the cold side and didn't have a lot of friends on the blocks because she was um, kind of judgmental. I love my mom. She passed a year ago, but um, she's a little bit of a bitch. But I loved her. <laughs> she's my mother. Anyway, but so we, everyone of my friends and everyone on the block, like went to this block party and we didn't get to go. And um, I remember just the, putting the block party together and who was going to be there, what was going to happen, what kind of food was going to be there, who got drunk, and hearing that later on from my friends, that it was pretty emotionally decimating to me and my siblings that we were left out of. We, we muddled through and pretended we didn't want to go, but we wanted to go. Um, we were kids. You know, we wanted to be part of that. Um, so that had, that had some effects uh, on, on, on me, as it would anybody. Um, you know, this is why, you know, there, you know, you can go to karate or gymnastics or, or you know, the, the school clubs and things as well that play a lot of this energy. Yeah. But again, we live in a time where a lot of this is curtailed because of COVID-19 and fears connected with getting it and spreading it and all these other things that are, are in play. So, again, on the positive side, I remind everybody, listen, again, this is not the life. Um, things will eventually change. Um, the astrology behind this largely ends in February of 2021. So um, it's still a little ways off, but yeah, that should push some things forward in a way. And I think what's important to remember and, and kind of my takeaway that I would like to suggest to everyone is, you know, we don't have to agree with everyone around us and, and what they do and what they think, but maybe we could stop being so mean to each other. And it's okay to have an opinion. It's another thing to um, yell and scream when you're not converting anyone to your cause. And two, it is that energy that's in the air of, of this attack and, and this extremism that we've gotten to um, in this country that has um, certainly heightened in the last three or four years. But I've noticed it kind of on an uptick in, in the last 10, um, you know, and so, as individuals, we can choose not to do that. We have our opinions and points of views and, and post and share those things, but the attacking each other, um, really, put that to rest. Each person that does that does, in essence, change the landscape, both in your own backyard and pattern and also um, in, in the larger world that we affect. So something to consider. And, again, I think once this comes into play, the B situation will also be solved with quite practical methods. And, and listen, young people are coming up with new ideas and new creativity all the time. That's, again, one of the things about a pandemic or something like that is it does inevitably spur creativity as well. Um, you know, uh, get into the whole I, I Ching reference to calamity and, and fortune walking hand in hand with each other. And I may discuss that more in a future column and show. But it uh, looks like our time is coming to an end here. So kind of finish up there uh, with our discussion about how is it going to be. Uh, that heard was a, a 90s group called Third Eye Blind and um, loved them. Wonderful. Loved a lot of the 90s music and uh, thought that correlated nicely with this subject as well. Uh, anyway, so uh, if you're not already getting my column, email me at mentorsagyahoo.com. Include your birthday so I can add you to the birthday promotion each year as well, which is an awesome promotion that you can take advantage of, sessions. And uh, the show is uh, the 
column is every two months approximately, and it's blind copied, so there's no sales. If you're interested in any of my books, um, information about services, jimventure.com, you can find that there. So uh, great, great talking to everybody today. I will be back uh, in, in probably a month. And I'm trying to do at least a month, and I may bring my, into my show interview, my interview shows with other people back uh, in the latter part of this year as well, which is something, something I'm missing to help promote others and give you guys some other interesting people to, to follow or, or, or work with. So that, that's on the horizon. So uh, happy August, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers.